All right, guys, welcome back to the 307 podcast. We uh, are going to talk about a hot topic today, and it was a wonderful conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, what I want to let you know is if you are interested in more of these uh, deeper and more, uh, I guess, spiritual type conversations and perspectives, I would encourage you to join us over on Patreon uh, every, well, three Sundays a month. Uh, we have a live call with our patrons called Resurrected, and uh, we get to actually have conversation on there, all right? So we present a topic, and then we have meaningful conversation with an amazing group of humans. Uh, Patreon is where you can go to support the podcast, even if you don't want to be on Resurrected with us, which I highly suggest uh, you joining there us with those calls, right? Because that's probably my favorite thing that I do online, because it's conversational. Um, but Patreon is what keeps the podcast alive. It's what pays for the podcast. And we could not do the podcast. We could not have this equipment. Uh, we could not um, have the subscription services that we need and the editing services that we need and all that without the contributions of the people, you guys, that listen to the show supporting us on Patreon. So I just want to thank you guys if you're on there uh, for, for giving a portion of your hard-earned money to keep the show going. We really greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you're not on there, I hope to see you on the next Resurrected Call. That's Patreon. The link to join us on Patreon is in the show notes of this episode. Just scroll down and you'll see it. Uh, just click it and you're good to go. Super easy. All right, the next thing I want to tell you about is uh, the open enrollment for the Proving Grounds in January, Troop 5 is closed now. So if you want to train at the Proving Grounds, you need to send in an application. We are going to review your application. Uh, if you are selected to attend the Proving Grounds, we will get back with you uh, and let you know where to go from there. To submit an application for the Proving Grounds, it's on the website, 307project.com. Uh, the link to that specific page is in the show notes of this episode. Go on there. Fill out your application. Probably take you about five minutes. We just want to know who you are, why you want to train, and uh, all that good stuff. And then we will review it and get back with you. This just gives us a little more control over who we have out there. Uh, the Proving Grounds is uh, really, in my opinion, probably the most impactful base-level training that we have here at 37 Project. It's super, super intense and uh, we pour a lot into it. It takes a lot of a lot of instructors to make that training what it is. So we want to get the right people there. Send your applications in, and uh, we'll check them out and get back with you as soon as possible. That's all I got to say. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Here it is. All right, we're back. We're on the 307 Podcast Marathon today. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we're going to approach... A, a little more, well, a lot more serious topic than what we, uh, what we generally have in our comms checks. We got the full team here, Chili, Krista, Blake, and uh, Chad. Old Chad Wright. And uh, we're going to talk about, because I did get multiple questions from you guys as it revolves around the... Hot topic right now, which is abortion and the whole Roe versus Wade being overturned. And basically, if that happens, it's going to put the, uh, 
I guess, what would you say? States are going to take ownership yeah. of uh, the laws in terms of uh, abortion. And the first question I want to ask you guys is, is it, is, it in, is it in the wheelhouse of the government to dictate law on the topic of abortion? Is it, is it within the scope of the government? Is that, is that part of what the government should do, is dictate laws as it pertains to abortion? Well, governments dictate. Does that make sense? Or our governments dictate laws, or, or they do. I don't know that they should do anything. My, but, <laughs> but what they do, supposedly, is, is create laws that prevent individuals yeah. from infringing on the individual liberty of another individual individual right so uh that's why murder is illegal yep um whether you think abortion is murder or not you know like like abortion i mean murder is illegal because that you know if you said well i have the right to murder who i want well (laughs) okay but you what about that person's right to live yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's not a balance there. Like you, you, it doesn't work when it takes away the liberty of another. You have the right to, you know, own property or whatever. Yeah. Like that doesn't infringe on the liberty of another murder, theft, all the things that are laws. Laws are created to protect. Right. Really. In all honesty, laws are created to protect weaker people and to prevent strong but evil people from taking over the freaking whole world well and but law but like you say yeah i agree with you i don't need the law yeah no i I don't need the law but i'm skilled and i'm at a place in my life where i don't need your laws to protect me um but anyways do you guys think it's it's within the scope of government to dictate law in terms of abortion well i mean you're right off the bat you're asking for an opinion and you know i think i think that the like if everyone's okay with you doing that about murder like everyone's like i'm cool with that you know making murder illegal well then if i think abortion is murder which i do then obviously i'm i'm okay with it to the extent i'm you know yep so that would good answer I think Chili's answer is very logical. So I think that's a. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to add. Add to. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's good. That's good. Well, that's the thing. Which leads me to my second question. Well, I think what the the issue in uh, the courts right now is moving that discretion to the states versus the federal government. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the shift that might be occurring now, which is just a, a separate issue. So. Yeah, but uh, but uh, but there are a lot of people that say the government should not have the authority to dictate what I do with my body, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the way a lot of pe- people's perspective on this, and that's why they think laws revolving around abortion are outside of the scope of government. Well, so it should be an individual choice. 
Well, that's the thing. That's why it's so difficult to know where to start with this. I hate all these discussions because, you know. No, no, we're going no, 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 no. we're, we're to get back. And sure. by the way, we're not here to hurt anybody's feelings, all right? Let, let me go ahead and tell you. If you have an issue with something that we say here, um, please have grace with us because this is a hard conversation. And guess what? We're having the conversation. You're not. We well, are having the conversation. And it's not a conversation that we necessarily want to have, but here's the thing. I feel like it's necessary because it's 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 front and center. It has been front and center for a long, long time. And so let's have the freaking conversation. I love having the discussion. I think the debates around it that you see out there are just always so, st honestly, stupid and banal. Like, it's they're never... They're never focused on the right thing. It's just people wanting to let, let, bark let me, talking let me, points. Let at me each tell other. you what: if you're if you're worried on stepping on people's toes, yeah. you're never gonna have a conversation, and you're never gonna come to a conclusion. You're never gonna come to an agreement. You know, I, here's the thing, man. That, but this is most people's problem. It's like it's like I, I hang out with people that have a ton, a ton of influence. 50 times the amount of influence that I have, they've been silent. They've been silent. They just hold the middle ground, right? Because they are not willing to have the freaking conversation and potentially step on somebody's toes that might not believe the way you believe. You know? That leads to nothing. All right? Yeah, we're charged Which up. Which le leads me to my next question. Leads me to my... Your your statement on... Uh, or, or your opinion on the first question I asked leads me to my next question. Um, is... Hey, at what point does life start? Okay. Yes. This, this has started off like a bat out of hell. I mean... <laughs> and, and I also wanted to preface, too, that... We're all, this isn't like a debate because we pretty much all, I mean, I don't know where we all stand, but I know it's not going to be vastly different. So we don't have anyone here that's pro, you know, right to choose, as they say. So th this is going to be a certain type of discussion. And the, and the question is, is like, where do you start to get the most fundamental part out of the way? And so you wanted to ask those two questions to start off. Um, you know, where does life start? That, to me, is the central question if you're going to have a debate on this with people that you disagree with because, you know, there's legislation being passed. That's the thing, man. A lot of this is not attempted to have been passed. It's freaking passed in states like New York and Virginia when the Governor Ralph Northam, he's on video saying um, that they're going to keep babies alive post-birth uh, for a period of time and then kill them. And he was calling that an abortion mm. post birth. Yeah. Like some people don't even, I mean, they're like, I don't, I didn't, that doesn't exist. No, they do. It's, but it's Planned Parenthood clinics. It's, it's large organ harvesting operations. That's freaking real. And people look at you and tell you it's not real. I mean, he's, he's on video talking about it. Huh. He says they keep the babies comfortable. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling, but no one wants to look at that. So no, it's real, and 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 some people may think that's okay. I don't freaking know, but 
<laughs> that's where I like to start is where most people can agree, the common ground. Most people agree on the common ground that you take a baby after it's been born and you kill it and harvest its organs. Yeah, that, that's wrong. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's murder. There, there's, there's no other way to describe it. Why can't you kill your five-year-old? Because yeah. it's murder. Okay, yeah. so obviously the people that then talk about abortion and and think of it as something different they think okay well this is okay it's still in the mother's womb but it's not okay as soon as it's outside of the womb so obviously in their mind there's something different about that right i mean that, that that's clearly where the whole sticking point is and uh some people are okay with early abortions and like before maybe three months say and some are not okay with late term they're not okay with eight, you know if you kill if you had an abortion at seven months, not okay with that. And usually, I try to understand wh- why they think that, and they 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 point to things like, okay, well at seven eight months, you know, it's a fully formed baby, it's just early, you know, and and when it's pre three months, that you're you're talking about what well, depends on where it is in that cycle, but maybe it doesn't even have a heartbeat yet, or or it's not. Uh, fully formed brain or, or, or whatever the case may be. I, it depends on where you're talking about, how deep in. Uh, but to me, that's all that's all arbitrary because even, <laughs> you like that word, Blake, because even if, if the baby doesn't have all of these things that we think of as conditions for life, right, it's a, it, 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 it has the potential for it. It's viable. It, 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 it could... It beco- it becomes a separate organism, right? Immediately. <clears throat> that's that's another. I mean, that's to me in my mind a better way to ask the question. I mean, that's right. But <clears throat> at what point does is the child not a part of the mom anymore? Yeah. It, just because she has had it and now it's out in the world. It, no, it's a separate <clears throat> organism. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, you ask, you know, when does life begin? And another way, like what I'm thinking, you have to distinguish is. If the baby's born, it's a separate organism, just like it was inside of you. So, it now that it's touched air out here, ne- yeah. th- then it's not okay to abort it. But it is okay if it hasn't touched the air. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's like environment. Yeah, L- like location matters. You know, it's like because I, I think that's how people see it. Is it's it, you know once and if a baby's still in the mother's womb, it's an extension of the mother. They're the same organism. You know, but it's like. Well, not really. I mean, I'm saying, I think that's what they think. Oh, okay. I don't think that. Yeah. Um, and I and it's like to me, that's like saying that someone is more or less human based on their geographical location. I mean, that's like saying a human in America that's more human. I mm-hmm. view them different as somebody that lives in Australia, which people do value life more according to the influence and, and the I, things you have. And I think that's why. The rationalization for this can exist mm-hmm. wow. because I think people truly believe that, like uh, a mentally challenged person, uh, doesn't have the cognitive ability that somebody else has. You know, it's like, well, they're less human. I think you know the like the there's this acronym. A lot of people make fun of it, but I think there's good points in it. You, you may have heard of it, Krista. Sled size, level of development, environment, degree of dependency. Because all that that I mean. It's all good points is degree of dependency. You know, there may be a a person out there who's 20 years old, but is severely mentally handicapped and can't 
can't make decisions on their own, can't feed themselves, can't do whatever, are they less of a human because they require mm. their mother's care that much? Mm. I mean, they basically, they might as well be an yeah. infant, right? They, they might as well be in the womb even. I mean, they, they, they're totally dependent on their mother. Are they less of a human? I don't think so. I'm not that dependent on my mother. I don't think I'm more human than that. Like I said, environment or location, where are you at? You know, are you in the womb, out of the womb? Are you in this country or that country? Does that change the level of human that you are? Mm -hmm. The rights that you have? What about your size, you know? I mean, there's freaking massive humans out there that make me look really, really small. Are they more human than I am because they're bigger than me? You know, because you're talking about a clump of cells, as they call it, that's maybe one cell or three cells. Mm -hmm. That's very small. What are we but a clump of cells? Yeah, that's all I still am. <laughs> um, and then the... The other argument that I, I know some of the, uh, this is ridiculed heavily and people think it's cheesy, but I, I, I think it's worth noting. And the, the last one was the L in their level of development. It's the kind of goes with the other ones. You know, if you're less developed yeah. as a human, are you younger? You know, I mean, as a 20 year old, cause that's a fully formed adult, more human than a, a one year old, you know, back to the infant. Can you, can we kill infants? Can we kill everybody until they turn 18? Is that when you get your rights? You know, I mean, it's all that. So I don't know with all of that in mind, how you could argue any differently than to say that life begins once you are separate from the mother, you know, once you're yeah. your own organism. Yeah. Once you, once you become this thing that is growing. Right. A cell. Yeah. That. Yeah, that is multiplying and becoming something. Yeah. So I, I just went on a long wind. No, rant. no. I, I think those are, are very, very uh, interesting things to consider that I have never considered before. Um, I think what y'all are talking about in that question was kind of the hot point or the, <clears throat> the crux of the debate um, in the past. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was what it was like in the eighties, and you know, uh, like that was the the question. Margaret was, Sanger was that, yeah, was the biological question, and I honestly, that's not the crux of it now, right in current times. I think I think there are people that um, are pro-abortion who ad admit, like, yeah, this is a life, like that mm -hmm. they. So that I don't even think that's the crux of it right now. I think there's, it's not a biological issue anymore. <clears throat> I think it's more of a, I don't know what you'd call it, philosophical, um, just a different kind of debate now, like the question being answered and the heart of it. Is, so I don't, I don't even think that is, do you know what I'm saying? Chile? No, you're like, 100% I think, right. I think that's, that sh has shifted um, into other issues, issues about actually about choice and yeah. about liberty and about those other things and there's an admittance that yes, this is a life, but these other things are more important or this mm. is why it's justified. Yeah. Oh, and we're so, going to get into that. So I think that that, that actually is more where we are in current times. Well, you're a hundred percent correct. So we have digressed to that. So yeah, it's shifted. No, you're a hundred percent correct. I just felt like, especially with the way that Chad decided to start it with the, I, what, I don't remember what exactly he asked, but when we started talking about, the you know murder and yeah and that, that that made sense to be like okay well here's the foundation of why i'm saying that yeah. like where we're gonna come from which 
to me is whether whether the societal discussion has moved or not that's still how i think about it sure uh so and and i'm going to try to ask questions here that only uh, only questions that scripture answers for us so i want you to understand that all of our these are not our opinions that the way we are answering these questions at least the way i'm going to answer these questions is based off of what scripture tells me the answer to the question is. That's how I, okay, so I, these aren't things Chad formulated. The question I just asked, when does life start? Is it in the womb? Is it outside of the womb? Scripture actually answers that question for us, okay? I want to read it to you. This is Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me unformed substance. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. That answers your scripture, answers your question. Life literally starts in God's eyes. Or, no, in, in reality. <laughs> the time that, that the sperm and the cell meet. Scripture answers that very clearly. Saying God numbers that person's days from that very point. Even when there was no knowledge of them, the days have been numbered from that point. Well, that's not even quite what it's saying. It's saying before before the beginning of time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's that's. So scripture answers that question for us. Um, I want to move into, and this ties in to what we were just talking about into what Krista prefaced just a second ago, I think, which is more the foundation of the current issue, is, is this a matter of bodily autonomy? Like, is this, because that's that's a question. Now, I, it ties into what we just talked about, because we have to de- make the determination, we have to have an answer to what we just talked about yeah. to now answer the question, okay, is this a matter of bodily autonomy? To me, that's why I said up front that I don't like these debates today is because they've done exactly what Krista was outlining, and I don't think you can have these discussions without doing what we just did. I, I mean, it, they're, 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 they're pointless. You run around in circles because you haven't covered the foundation. I mean... So I did start the conversation well then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So is it a matter of bodily autonomy? Well, I mean that that's 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 the thing is like if you cover the right thing, there's nothing to talk about. That question's answered. Exactly. I mean that's why I hate these discussions today because it's like, well, the woman's right to choose. <laughs> the right to choose what? I mean, my perspective is that you're it's murder. So no, it's not. A, I mean, it's not a matter of bodily autonomy. Well, it's it, it's, it should be a whole other conversation. It should be about evil because we're like, going to get into that. Like Krista said, people now accept. Okay. I can't debate the logic. I, I do see that this is um, its own life. But it's going to affect me in these ways, and I want to be able to murder this thing so it doesn't affect the rest of my life. And I, I want you to grant me the ability to do that on Earth without earthly consequences so that I can continue my life without having to deal with the consequence 
of murdering this baby. And then it becomes a hard issue and evil. It, yeah. They basically want you to permit them to do evil on earth without earthly consequences, right? Well, I mean, how do that's you debate it, that? I mean, that's just a fool, you well, know? Like, you can't well, give credence to freaking fools. I mean... I, but there's like, something there, there's something that's driving that in, in the human heart. Though. Evil. And, and I think, yeah, well, that's the root of it, but I think there's a specific part that we're going to get into here in just a minute um, that's driving that in the human heart. Now, before we move on to having the more spiritual conversation on this topic and trying to dig into what is causing this in society in the human heart to where we're even, we have digressed to the point that we are digressing, um, I want to hear uh, you guys' perspective on obviously there are there are two two abortion as a whole. You have uh, the people who who do this as a choice, and then you have the people who do this because of that they are either pregnant due to a, a rape or they the mother's life is at risk. Okay, so. I want to hear y'all's opinion. I, I know I know what I think about that, but what do you guys think about those two scenarios in particular? Because those come up front and front and center all the time in this conversation. I'll shut up for a while. No, you're no, obviously no. passionate about this topic. Yeah, Shelley, I am. So but you, you've you're, you've you've done a lot of thinking on it, and I want to hear what you had to say, man. Send it. Well, you know, this is when it really gets to particularly a sticky point you know because people are like well how are you going to tell a woman what to do with her body when you're a man you know that's the common common thing especially in terms of like if they were raped and you know these these nuance these nuances in it it, it you know you go back and i've heard people say you know i hope you will defend the right for a woman to have an abortion as staunchly as you defended the right for people to, you know, choose to not get the vaccine. Well, we and, just delineated the two, the, the difference between those two. Right. But, but I don't think people really get the, the, I don't know, man, like there's so much you could talk about and go back and cover. Cause like, I don't know that you can drive home the difference enough. And it's like, you have to be clear in in what you're trying to articulate because there is a difference and then there's there's nuances in everything so you're talking about having an abortion let's say in in terms of you know it threatens the life of the mother that's the easier question to answer yeah well okay well it threatens the life of the mother and I mean, all that could look so different, but I mean, if you literally just set up a scenario where a, a woman was going to die if she carried this baby to term and, and it was going to die anyway, I mean, well then that's, that's like a different, that seems to me like a different thing. You're not choosing to. At that point, at that point, my understanding is answering that question specifically at that point, it becomes a medical procedure right. to save someone's life, all right? I think even in that scenario, all efforts should be made to save both lives. Right. Um, but it becomes a medical procedure, just 
as any other medical procedure happens, life is at risk. We're going to do what we can to preserve as much life as we possibly can. And we're going to take all that into consideration. And then we are going to have this medical procedure when the timing is right. And I mean, that's the same reason we think it's okay if you kill somebody that is invading your home trying to kill you. <laughs> like you're defending yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you still killed somebody. I mean, if you didn't see the context, you'd just be like, oh, he just killed somebody. I think the difference is that danger is imminent there. Yeah. And if you go to the doctor and he says, you know, you're fine right now, uh, but if we go ahead and, and do this, then we can ensure that right. you'll be fine later on. Danger is not imminent in that point. So I, I don't know. I'm conflicted on, on that a bit that you have to be Christian to, to agree with what we with what I think. Because if it's if it's right, then it's right. If it's wrong, then at what point do you say, I, I know that you say this is wrong, God, but um, this is what the doctors are telling me, and I trust them more than I trust that you can preserve both lives. I mean, at that point, who do you, who do you believe, and, and where do you take it? I mean, it to the point where danger is imminent, like to where like you're literally about to die. Is that is do you need to get to that point or do you use do you use the doctor's foresight to say that uh, we've seen this happen a lot and we think that it's going to happen with you in a couple months so let's go ahead and have this procedure it, the time I mean I don't know that's a tough question to answer yeah I think we long for black and white answers and yeah. I think that it really one of the the uh, <laughs> difficult things about this kind of conversation is it I just think it isn't that like it's so personal and it's so I mean I do think there are baseline things truths around this conversation but I do think we have to remember kind of the nuance and the wisdom involved like there's a lot of wisdom involved we make those kinds of decisions in life and other areas where we're just trying to make the best decision we can and we we have to trust like this is I'm doing what's best in this moment. And it's not always clear. And at and like you said, at what point do I make that decision? Do I wait a little longer? Do I, you know, how 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 close do I bump up to that danger, you know? And so so I think that um not giving an answer one way or the other, but I do think that remembering that is really important in these conversations, you know, that they are yeah. um not always black and white answers. And I think we long for that. Life is great. And why would you value if if so if maybe the baby's born and they expect it to live but don't expect the mother to live who are you to value the the mother's life more than the baby's life or yeah who I makes mean, that call you yeah know? i mean yeah. how it, it, it's different with someone invading your house or in yeah. war mm -hmm. because that is evil mm -hmm. that's an is is the fact that the baby might take the mother's life is that evil I don't think I don't think it is, and so well, <clears throat> who who are we to value the the life there? I, I think I think there are always odds that come into play, though. You know, yeah. uh, I think there are always odds that come into play, and there's 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 you, when you're looking at the odds, you're not placing value on life. You know, you you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I just yes. I just think that's different. Yes, yeah. I definitely get what you're saying. And I mean, I think back to what Krista was saying, this is so case by case mm -hmm. yeah. now what we're talking about that it's really not even beneficial to comment on. I mean, maybe throw out thoughts, I yeah. guess, but like 
because I don't know what which specific example are we talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there, there's so many different levels of mm-hmm. what the threat might be one way or the other. To so it's like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't have the answers. And and I, and we threw out thoughts on that. And yeah, I, I think that's all that that's that's all that we are qualified to do in mm-hmm. terms of this. There's no conclusion. Uh, there's no foundational truth that I think applies here. Um, but there, I think we all agree that it becomes a medical procedure and there is space for that. Mm -hmm. Um, now the rape thing Mm -hmm. is a harder question and it's a harder question because I've never been raped and I've never felt the, the pain uh, the the emotional, uh, just physical. That's everything that goes along with that. Um, and all, then to and to carry a baby, like I've experienced yeah. that. Like <laughs> to have that life growing in you, and you're carrying it for nine months, and it's a reminder of what has happened. You know, like yeah, and you is, didn't choose that. Yeah, and you didn't choose that. And yeah, and so that's whew, that's complicated. <laughs> it is. I mean, to me, it's just like if you think that abortion is murder. Then, which we've established that we do, then, you know, as horrific as that would be to have happened to you, it's it's basically like permitting a sin because a sin was done to you, basically. Just because it's like, well, man, you had such a bad stroke of luck that we're going to allow you to do this, you know. And it's like, it would be no different than, you know, something really horrible happening to somebody. And then you being like, well, you're permiss to steal from that person or harm this person or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's okay because you've had such a hard road. It's like, well, I mean, we don't, we don't accept that, you know, I mean, to be inconsistent, but, but I agree. I mean, that's hard as crap, man. Because like, cause, because you didn't choose to, uh, get pregnant i mean so it it, it's still different i mean it's just such a unique and difficult horrific situation to even consider um but i mean that's that's all i could throw out is like you know having something horrible done to you in other situations doesn't permit doing something that is Mm -hmm. wrong again even but but i mean a lot of times that that gets into yeah i no, I, I and and I I know the I think one of the reasons that one of the aspects that makes this specific question so difficult um, is because the answer that I have in in my heart I I have to go back to the foundational truths that right. we determined in the beginning, and so when you go back to that and that actually provides the answer for the question that we just asked. Um, but that sounds so harsh <laughs> to give that answer. And the answer in my heart, based off of the foundational truth that we established at the beginning of the conversation from Scripture, is that, no, there's there's no room for aborting a child because of a rape. There, there's, there's, there's no... It, for me personally, there's no gray area there. I, I, I cannot comprehend 
that scenario and living through that. I can't comprehend it. But if we are just trying to determine, is there space for that? There is no space for that. If we agree on the foundational, uh, the foundations of the conversation. Well, do you believe that God makes all things, all things, we can't really use those all exclusive words, but God can. All things work for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Well, all things are really all things, right? And just because that was a sin, like Chili said, I, I can't, yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. I don't know that I can agree that that yeah. a sin makes due for another sin. Yeah. And... I know this is a tough one, Krista, but if you have a different perspective, feel free to offer it no, or just say, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think logically, I mean, that all, it makes sense, like logically and, you know, morally. Um, I just think I have a lot of compassion for yeah. the women going through that. And I think I would just want, I think where it gets tricky is this whole legislative idea too, like that, um, then it comes down to a black and white decision of is, you know, creating a law around this. And so I think that's hard um, <clears throat> and just complicates it. But I think, yeah, I, what I would desire to do is to come, what we can do as believers is come around those women and like, gosh, why aren't we more, more active? And like, I have a great friend here um, in town, Wendy Combs. She is awesome. Um, and she, created um if you've heard of young life it's a, a organization and ministry to like young people like high schoolers but a branch of that that she created is called um oh gosh i'm gonna mess it up i think it's called um young moms i, I think i can't remember she's gonna get mad at me no she won't she's sweet but um but it's specifically for teen moms and dads but they these teenagers these high schoolers that get pregnant they come alongside them and they have a mentorship program. Um, they help provide them with um, the things, material things they need, formula, whatever. They create support. Um, they create like how, help them find a pathway to like jobs and housing and things like that and do like counseling. And it's incredible. Wow. And like that's that's what we need to be doing because, you know, why are people, and this is maybe getting to different questions, but like, why are people making the choices they are? Probably mm -hmm. a lot of it is because they feel hopeless, mm -hmm. you know, like somebody, a, a, a young girl who gets raped, you know, well, why might she make that choice? I think those are the questions we need to ask. Like, why might she make that choice? Like, leave legislation out of it for a minute, leave the judgment, the right and wrong out of it for a minute, but like, what, how can we care for this person's heart to draw them to, compel them to make a choice to, to try to, you know, um, let this life live and yep. thrive and, and not only put this child on a totally different pathway, but the mother and the father on a totally different pathway. Like that's what she and this, this ministry, this organization, they try to do, um, uh, uh, the ministry's young lives. That's what it is. Instead of young life, it's young lives. But it. But that's what they do. They and and so you see these women. And I asked her uh, not long ago. I said, "Do you really see a difference? Do these girls end up in a different place?" And she said, "Some of them do, but inevitably, a lot of them kind of go back to like the. But but the children, the the these kids, they get a 
totally different start in life, mm-hmm. totally different start in life. So you might, you know, it might not be all roses and it might not produce like transformed lives a hundred percent in every way, but, but they are getting on a different pathway and you are giving them hope. You are giving them support. And these children that don't get aborted are, um, just getting a beginning life in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I just think that, you know, there, there is that kind of black and white, is this right and is this wrong? And I think where my heart is, is like, how do we get to the place where, you know, when those extenuating circumstances happen, when these things do happen, like, how do we, how do we move toward that mm. so that we can prevent instead of, um, it's kind of like in medicine, like there's, um, medicine that like treats things and then there's preventative medicine, you know? And so I think yeah. that it's more like, I think I wish we would put a lot more energy toward that, that care and that pre- preventative side of things. What so. a beautiful, beautiful answer. I mean, just perfect. And, and I want to say something in terms of what Krista just talked about. I want every single one of you to understand something right now. This conversation is not at all about passing judgment on someone who has had an abortion. No. If you think that if you think that you have the right to pass judgment on someone who made that decision at any point in their life and that is why you're listening to this conversation so, so that you can pass judgment on people and say, "Hey, you're an awful person because you did this. You need to turn this podcast off and never turn it on again. Because I, I, I don't freaking want you around me. That's not what this conversation is about. We can determine what is right and wrong, but that doesn't give us the right to judge anyone. There is nothing that the blood of Christ cannot cover. Nothing. Sorry. That's <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Well, no, we, first of all, we don't determine right and wrong, and we don't judge whether other people have done it as the final judge. So, yeah, that's, uh, taking, taking, taking that place would be a, uh, a pretty grave mistake. Yeah. Uh, so 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 let's let's move off of those two questions that we just discussed the 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 two individual scenarios and let's move back on to the more mainstream conversation of uh, the freedom to choose. Just not not because of medical reasons, not because of rape. Just the freedom to choose, right? And um, let's talk about why. Uh, why, like, why you would just decide to make that choice, right? Like, what's driving, what's driving the people that want the freedom to choose this thing? One thing that stands out in the forefront of my mind, uh, and I think there are many, I think Krista just hit a few of them, fear, hopelessness. I think another one we can add to that list is selfishness, selfishness. I want you guys to understand, this is not a new thing. Humans tearing children from the womb or even sacrificing 
born children is not a new thing. This is all throughout Scripture. This is all throughout Scripture, right? And so I think a big driving factor is selfishness. And when I say that, I mean that we have come to the place where in spiritual terms, we are sacrificing this life, a literal sacrifice to the God of self. Um, now, all throughout Scripture, this is, this is prevalent. Uh, I mean, there are dozens and dozens of examples of people in human history in Scripture that are sacrificing children to pagan gods or, or all gods eat evil, right? Sacrificing their children. And I think it's a big driving factor. I think that we have gotten, so, some of us have gotten so selfish as humans that we want our lives to be what we want our lives to be. And we don't want this big, this big thing that's going to come in and change everything about the way we have to live. So we sacrifice literally a life to the God of self and selfishness. It's a big one that stands out in my mind. I want to read you guys a scripture. This impacted me uh, in a really, really crazy way the other day when I read this. All right? This is what selfishness of the human heart uh, produces, ultimate selfishness. This is in 2 Kings. Now, Israel, the, the nation of Israel, had been going through a great famine, all right, for a long time. And the king of Israel at the time, verse 26 says, was passing by upon the wall, and a woman cried out to him and said, Help me, O Lord, my king. The king looks down. Have y'all read this? <laughs> Is it not crazy? The king looks down and says, um, he said to the woman, if the Lord doesn't help you, how can I help you? We're in a famine here. What, what do you want, lady? Okay. Uh, do you want, and he says, do you want me to bring food for you out of the barn floor, or out of the wine press? He's thinking that she's about to beg him for, for some food, right? And he's like, I don't even have any food, and I'm the king of Israel. All right, so that's how the story's going. And the king said unto her, finally, what, what ails you? What, okay, what do you want? And she answered, this woman said unto me, give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. All right? So we boiled my son, and we ate him. And I said to her on the next day, give me your son that we might eat him. And now she's hidden her son. This is what human selfishness leads to. These people <clears throat> were so hungry and they were so concerned about their own well-being, their own survival, that they turned and boiled their children to eat. That is, that's some selfishness right there, okay? Why do you guys think I preach selflessness so much? Because selfishness will rot the human heart 
into an unimaginable, unidentifiable thing. It will rot your heart. And we see it here. Um, I want to, if we had a famine, by the way, there, there will be famines. If we had a famine in America, would we see this? Have we gotten as selfish as the people of Israel were when this was written? Would we see this? I believe we would see this happening. I believe yeah. we have degraded to that point, and it scares the crap out of me. And that's why I preach selflessness. We haven't so much. degraded it, uh, degraded any more than than they. I mean, it, that's the that's humans. Yeah, that, then and it's humans now. Yeah. And and yeah, but I think it takes a culture. Uh, 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 at least I think it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's taken America you know, time to get to that point where I actually think if we had a famine, we would see that happening. Yeah, it's kind of wild. They did that back before evil was in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, if you want to, if, if, if you want to read second Kings, man. Yeah. So, um, that was a big thing that I wanted to add to the conversation of why is this happening? Yes. We have cases where it's, it's just overwhelming fear. It's hopelessness. It's, it's, but then we also have these cases where it's pure, purely selfish. Um, this life ain't about you, man. This life ain't about me. This life is about how you can help the people around you and serve them. Yeah. That's In a first-person sentence, this life is about you. That, that, that is what... That is the How life of think. Christ. Yeah. That, like, literally, that is the only reason Christ came down here. God came down here in flesh. Was to, it was for our lives. That was, was his only, that was his only purpose. That is the life of Christ, is serving others. Yeah, what, what would you say the, the opposite of dying to self is? I thought about that. It, it, it's being self-absorbed. It, it's, it's it's boiling your child because but you're, I think you're hungry. But I think it's more than that. I think it's the worship of oneself, actually. And I think it's important to make mm. that distinction. I actually think it's the worship of oneself, which actually is what Satanism is. Like I, I think some people think that means devil worship, which there is that. But uh, Satanism is like this new age religion that it is actually the worship of oneself. They use all this demonic imagery and it's horrible. And but but like it's actually about worshiping yourself. You are your own god. That's what it's actually about. Um, and I think that that is the opposite i think it's the rejection of dying to oneself and being selfless and it's actually to worship yourself it's also the mm. denial of a of a god and ironically that you know you make yourself one but and i think that is really the hallmark of our specific society maybe mm -hmm. it's all of the ones that degradate and collapse but it certainly is this one in a real real way as you see all of the self-absorbed people on Instagram and social media and everything else. And you know, it's funny because 
a lot of this new self-help stuff, you know, that masquerades as self-help, self-improvement is actually just telling you to worship yourself. And a lot of these evil people, I call them evil in the world that, that rule the world, that lead the world, they, they're, they're Satanists. They are their own God and they want you to be, they don't even necessarily want you to worship them. Maybe they do, but they want you to worship yourself. Just turn inward because if everybody turns inward that's that's more controllable than if they all serve you almost and and this i think this satanism that's taken over has has been used by these people to basically infect people's mindset on a, an array of issues and i think abortion is the hallmark like i've literally heard people describe you know having an abortion like makes women feel this is not all of them go back to Krista's point. I'm not trying to, but like, I think this is a part of the discussion is talk about how it makes them feel powerful. You know, like they have this freedom to do this or whatever, like take control and, and do this thing. It's literally like a rebellion against God. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I think and that, it is the hallmark, man. And I, uh. and I think that's part of this discussion that you'd be remiss to not say of like why it's become so pervasive in, in our culture, especially, you know, I mean, because I think it's important to note what Chad said, that this is not a new issue. There is people have had abortions. Some people think that's a new medical procedure, dude. They, thousands of years ago, they would take, they formulated these certain amounts of poison that they could take to give to a pregnant woman that would kill the baby, almost kill the mother, but not quite. You know, she would take just enough to where it would kill the, the fetus, but not her, you know, to have an abortion. I mean, it's, in, it's crazy stuff. So it's not new, but the pervasiveness in this culture, and I think... So how about we stop calling a, a fetus a fetus and just call it a baby? Well... Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I think that was that's a lot of, you know, going back to Margaret Sanger and her ideology and and Planned Parenthood. I mean, all the people who love plan, Planned Parenthood and everything, I mean, I would encourage you to read the origins of that and read what Margaret Sanger believed, and it's... Interesting. Yeah. You know, you hit on a really good point, Chili. Um, worshiping yourself, where is that Where is that coming from? Because to worship yourself, I think there, there, you have to almost get to a point where you see yourself as a divine being. You have and, to. And so where, where is that freaking coming from, man? Well, it's, it's, it's coming from a lot of places, but, you know, a lot of places we don't even know. A lot of places we don't even realize it. And and I, 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 I can't help but think of the whole yoga craze, right? The whole yoga craze. Literally, the greeting in yoga uh, is translated to the divine in me acknowledges the divine in you. Um, and 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 you're you understand that's that's not. That's not a good way. That's not a good way to start your your uh, your mindset off in the in the beginning of the morning. Like, hey man, you're exactly right. I like that. It is more than just selfish. The opposite of selflessness is more than just being a selfish person. It's actually getting to the point where you worship yourself above all else. Well, guys, I don't want to beat a dead horse on here. Uh, I just wanted to throw that conversation out there and um 
hopefully, maybe it helps clear some stuff up in your mind. Uh, and um, yeah, just uh, we love you guys. That's all I'm going to say about this. <laughs> Thank you guys for helping me uh, work through this conversation. More slap out. <laughs> Podcast marathon. Love you guys. If you got something out of the show, share the show. We would appreciate it. It's the only way it grows. Enough said.